Welcome to the HR on the Offensive podcast, brought to you by Lace Partners. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the latest HR on the Offensive Podcast. It's me, Chris, as always, joining you, your humble narrator. Uh, although, if you've said humble too many times, which I know I have on this podcast, are you actually humble? Existentialism aside, let's get on with uh, today's podcast. It's a duet podcast today. I'm coming to you live. Well, it's not live because this is a uh, recorded, but I'm coming to you from what is a hot box of our office in one of those tiny little pokey rooms. And if you're ever somebody that's worked in a WeWork before, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. This is a bit like that, although there's a bit more of a window. I am waffling though, and I digress. Let's get on to today's subject, shall we? We have somebody who has been a listener to our podcast, is somebody who we've regularly engaged with through a few of our social media channels before, and has got some really interesting views. And I spoke to, to this lady who I'm going to introduce in a second, a few weeks ago, our time, and it was a really good chat around communities and the importance and power that they play. Now, that's something that you can obviously say from a HR perspective, but actually it's a business perspective as well. But we're going to try and keep a HR lens on it. And to do that, I've got the wonderful Sharon Green from Kiara Consulting joining me. Sharon, how are you doing? I'm very well. I'm very well, Chris. Thank you. It's lovely to have you on the show. And I think as yourself, myself and Roby and my team mentioned when we first talked about doing a pod with you, we've sort of had you earmarked for a while coming on. You've been, <laughs> your cards have been marked to get on the podcast. I'm really, really glad that you could join us today. Oh, I, I love a podcast. I love listening. I like being a guest on them. I just really enjoy them as a medium. So I'm a big fan. So before we talk about the communities bit and, mm. uh, you know, we've got a few questions that we want to kick around and I want to ask you, let's talk specifically around yourself so that you can introduce yourself to some of our listeners who may not know you. Um, mm. And so if you can talk to us a little bit about you are, your background, and then also we're going to get onto like some of the networking groups and things that you, uh, you host and chair, if you like. Cool, excellent. I'm going to start off with something quite, I guess, vague really. So obviously I'm Sharon. I'm sitting in my own kind of home office in terrific Tooting, which apparently is the cultural cultural capital um, of Europe or something, someone was saying. Well, I did not know that. Trend, trendy, yeah. trendy spots of Europe. Nobody knows that, I think, in Tooting. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm sitting in Tooting, which is in southwest London in the UK. And, and I would call myself, if I'm being kind of quite vague about what I do, aside from being an HR professional of many years, I'd say I'm a connector and a creator and a community builder. But Really, my official kind of job title, I usually say, is I'm a professional interim, I'm a trained coach, and I sometimes do a bit of consultancy. And I specialise in kind of three areas, really, in my kind of people space, which is people change. That could be big change, transformation, or smaller changes. I've got I'm agile and project management, Prince 2 project management trained, so I'm kind of very into the kind of project management approach to people change. People technology, so I really love tech, and obviously from a kind of people perspective technology plays such a massive part these days but it's about selection or maximization or deployment and then people experience so it's about putting the heart you know putting the human in in all of that um, across all of those kind of pieces and that's that's kind of really what I love love to do for for clients really but communities very very big on community love it being part of them (laughs) 
So talk, let's talk a little bit about that then. So you've got one community that you set up, which is for HR interims. I'm quite interested to explore that because many of our listeners will be senior HR professionals, chief people officers, chief HR officers, mm-hmm. all the way down to, you know, people that are just starting off in their career. So you've got a varied listenership and mm-hmm. perhaps some of them have thought about that interim side before. So perhaps you could just talk to us a little bit about that networking group. And as you mentioned, you're sat from within your office in fabulous tooting or terrific tooting, as you said. And I guess it could probably be quite a lonely world sometimes. And I think like that's kind of one of the key instigators about running a community and being part of a community. I think because so the the it's called the HR interim networking community. We're a community on LinkedIn. It started off as like a little pub group that want that somebody actually set up. And when I became an interim seventeen years ago, I knew that I was always part of communities when I was in my permanent world, it, sector communities, kind of other kind of HR communities and so on. So I knew that it was going to be really important for me to have a tribe or to have them some people that I felt I could belong to and and kind of connect with learn from and and so it didn't feel an isolating experience being solo and so I found this kind of little pub group as it was then and I kind of got myself in there really enjoyed it and the person who set it up it was very small it was all of the people that she knew decided to go to to permanent work again and and I said well this community is so valuable and so we took it on to LinkedIn and it's grown since then. So it's um, at the minute we're over 2000 members globally. It's really for people pro- professionals who work independently that might be as coaches or consultants or you know people who are providing solo HR um, for small and medium sized enterprises, for example, interims like me, freelancers, contractors, whatever they call themselves. It's really for people who work independently in the people space. And kind of we share, I mean, sometimes people come to the group because we share leads. So we might have some leads or jobs or but a lot of it is involved in learning, supporting, chatting to each other, networking. We network virtually and in, in real life. And it's about having the spirit of reciprocity and paying it forward, I guess. So, yeah, that's that's really what what we do. So let's focus in on, as I said, because people that listen to this podcast, HR professionals, a lot of them working within big businesses, and you get a whole variety of people. I went to an Avanta conference for CPOs earlier on this year, and one of the talks was interesting about how it's kind of lonely at the top. Now, of course, Mm -hmm. that's not just specifically related to chief people officers. You know, if you're a chief marketing officer, you're a chief finance officer, a CEO, I can imagine it very, Mm -hmm. very challenging for CEOs. But if I focus in on the HR side of it, what's your kind of perception as to how good or how valuable and how successful HR professionals are at building those communities because you know this is a it's a people function it's all focused around thinking about the people within your business Mm. but do you think HR professionals are as good when it comes to building their own brand and almost connectivity? As I said to you, when I was in a permanent life, I felt the importance of connecting outside of my organisation that, you know, the the employer that I was working for was really vitally important. So, you know, so I I guess I'm kind of biased, you know, like I feel that it is really important. So I should imagine there'll be other HR directors out there, other kind of senior HR professionals, you know, listeners going, yeah, you know, I'm I'm really into communities. I seek them out actively. I, I can see the value of them. And yet I also talk to people in permanent work who 
who are running their own, maybe they're the, the kind of sole HR lead in their organisation and they're at board level and they find it difficult to find a community that they can join. And so I, I so I can see that there will be people like me who you know, kind of seek them out and kind of try and find them or create them. But I also imagine that there'll be people who are in a position, as you've described, where they're wondering how they can connect. And, and the sensitivity, I think, and the personal angle, I guess, of, pe- of the people function might make it might add an additional layer of complexity to connecting with people outside of your organization that kind of confidentiality element mm-hmm. not that you know not that that's exclusive to an hr function because or a people function because you know finance professionals will be dealing with confidential data you know kind of product people will be dealing with products knowledge so there will always be that sensitivity i guess around sharing or feeling in a trusted space in a community where you could share with a peer-on-peer group of people but but I I imagine that that might make it a a little bit difficult from a people perspective perhaps I think it's vital I mean I do think it's vital on many levels. So from that sort of perspective obviously you're somebody that builds communities yourself within the HR space have you got any advice to somebody listening in around if it's like, where do I even start? Because I feel like particularly if you you only need to go on LinkedIn and you can quite quickly drown within the sheer volume of the different groups that exist, mm. the types of people that you want to engage with. And so if you're somebody that's looking at building out your own personal brand, your own kind of community at a certain level, have you got any advice for, for HR professionals from that perspective? Yeah, one of the benefits, I guess, of being so connected, I mean, us having this conversation, you know, using technology, we could be anyway, you know, I think that is it does give you opportunity, but it also can lead that opportunity to be overwhelmed. So like you say, you go to LinkedIn, you search for kind of HR kind of groups to join and there'll be a a whole range of different sizes of groups and different topics different levels of interaction or engagement and and so I think it's really important to approach it from I think it's good to be curious so carve out some time to join some groups as a little bit of an experiment see how they work see what they're sharing and and how much kind of interactivity they are I mean obviously I'm not on Facebook but the, but there are also lots of people communities out on on Facebook I know and HR Ninjas always comes up and I'm I'm one of those people who likes to kind of recommend other groups to to people because everyone's got a different vibe and so in my community I try and kind of get people to share the groups that they lead or the communities that they lead or the others that they really value so that people have a mix and a blend so there's a bit of signposting that can go on I think that talking to other people and and saying what kind of groups and communities are you involved in people that you have as a trusted advisor that can kind of guide you but I think trying for a short period of time kind of almost piloting them and seeing how they see your needs I think is a really good way of doing it but that does require a busy HR pro to kind of carve out some time in their diary which is understandably quite difficult so that's what I would kind of suggest. That's a really interesting one actually I'm sure we all fall into the trap of not being able to physically carve out time from your Mm -hmm. perspective I know I do it myself but quite often I'm thinking about okay how can I improve my personal brand how can I keep on top of the latest developments Mm -hmm. not just not just from a 
marketing perspective what are the latest mm. sort of events activities functionality you know what's the latest critical thinking but also actually from a hr perspective i was going to ask you a question around the importance of building communities outside of your function and any mm. sort of thoughts that you've got around that but before i'm going to park that question just now and go back to that bit about the importance of carving out time because if i'm a busy chro a FTSE 100 company I don't have a lot of time and you know your personal time is important to you and you don't mm. want to have to spend it at 10 o'clock at each night jumping yourself onto LinkedIn just so that you can elevate your own personal brand so just any thoughts from that perspective let's start with that kind of carving out time I think that's why it's important to test I think um, and, and be quite um, disciplined about ditching the things that don't work for you and and kind of and engaging more in the ones that that do I think that's important when I think about I mean I you know as somebody who works on a on, on a kind of solo basis or you know as an individual my my personal brand's really important from a commercial perspective so I have to carve out time and go on LinkedIn but I'm also very aware for example that I don't have much time time to mm. to go on it and so I I kind of tend to take a perspective of it's important I go for kind of quality over quantity to be honest I kind of think about how much time I've got you know some some busy periods I wait I'll have less time and I kind of try not to give myself a hard time when I can't do certain things I think sometimes we can limit ourselves by a perception that everybody is posting a lot or engaging a lot when in reality I think kind of steady consistency of engagement is probably the thing that makes the most long-term impact on your personal brand and and I think that as long as you're doing it a little bit relatively often and I think that's enough so I try not to personally I try not to kind of judge myself by these kind of people who seem to have a prolific expanse of time to be able to get involved in lots of things kind of I do a little bit of life laundry of professional life laundry every now and again and kind of go that group's not really serving me or I don't feel I'm engaging with it so I, I probably will withdraw from it um, and so I try and keep quite focused and I think that that helps there'll always be I think if you're trying to get into it for the first time it's a bit like a muscle it needs a little bit of extra effort to begin with to exercise it but once you've got into the routine that that effort kind of depletes so it, it you've got to get over that little hump I think initially and do what works for you I think it's really important that um, you can look at other people and, and see how they build their brands or ask other people about communities that they're involved in but at the end of the day you're the one who knows yourself best and what will suit you. And so I think it's very important to, think, to know that there are multiple ways to do this. And that's OK. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I like the I like the sort of the life laundry example. Like it's almost a, a personal brand admin. Like what? how can I be at my most efficient? And I need to recognise that I'm consistent enough in what I'm doing, whether it's mm -hmm. pumping out thoughts like a blog content on LinkedIn or whether you've got your own blog, you know, all of that kind of stuff I think is is quite interesting and, and quite important. My second question that I did ask, I sort of chucked in two questions there for you and then really gave you a nice meaty one to start off with. So just to reiterate that one, let's talk about the importance of, if you're a HR professional, of going beyond the boundaries of what's the latest HR critical mm. thinking. So can you just give me some thoughts from your perspective as, and maybe some of the things that you do? I have to kind of credit one of my um, my kind of connections for, for this analogy. It's actually a person called Lior Loka, who's 
totally inspirational and you should check them out in terms of for me she talked about playing and the importance of playing in other people's sandpits and that I like that analogy because it kind of it's it's quite playful I was thinking so I find inspiration in other in other areas of the business the business world in any case so if I as an HR professional when I go into an organization I often like kind of want to talk to the marketing and business development people the finance people the tech people the place where we build our business um you know, so the product people and get a thorough understanding of that because you start to see things through different lenses. And I apply the same kind of approach, I guess, to where I learn from. I love a guy called Tom Fishburne. He does the, he calls it the Monday marketing. He's like a cartoonist and he talks a lot about marketing. But I find so many of his marketings, which are like cartoons about marketing, so relevant for like people professionals mm. you know like it might be about employee experience or you know net promoter score he's just done one recently about net promoter score it, but every monday i kind of look at his marketing and think wow that's a real thing that's of relevance to me i joined some webinars for business analysts mm-hmm. a guy called adrian reed who um, runs a company called black metrics he does these really interesting sessions around product development and brings people together from the business analyst world and there's so many things that are connected to me so i kind of feel a little bit like i'm lurking but i kind of was like god this is i'm so glad that i'm connected with him and I listen and drop in on a number of their webinars because they have connectivity to the world of change and the world of technology and and so I think I mean there's loads of them I could kind of reel off you know Millenol Insight series is a great series your you know you, you know the people that you have on Lace Partners there's lots of places where I can find content that I think relates like a little threads to what I do that isn't directly in my play you know in my sandpit really I find it kind of helps stimulate my brain and and helps me to learn and also broadens my thinking outside of having just a people lens on something yeah absolutely and at the moment it's interesting you're saying about this and this is why I wanted to talk about it because we've got a campaign that we're running quarter four this year which is all around how you uh, as a CPO need to look at the way in which you're delivering on your promises effectively Mm. towards your people but one of the sections in there that we talk about is around you know what can HR learn from other functions it's not just about what's the latest bit of HR tech that's out there mm-hmm. that can help with performance management or whatever it is, it's actually more around how can we take the traits of other functions and apply those. So it's really interesting and really great that you were able to give us some examples there again. Sorry for the listeners. This is a little plug. If you want to check out our campaign, which is going on throughout quarter four, which we're doing a whole host of different activities. This podcast effectively forms one of them where we're talking about some of the key themes that are existing out there in the marketplace around employee value proposition employee experience why you know it is an important element and what we can learn things like how you're leveraging data to actually evidence some of your decision makings particularly in employee experience then check out our website it's lacepartners.co.uk forward slash insights we've got blogs we've got podcasts there'll be little videos and lots of things throughout the latter part of this year sorry that was little plug little sort of interlude if you like we don't do adverts on this uh, podcast we do just chat to very interesting people but occasionally we like to drop in a little bit of extra resource that you can access just by getting yourself onto the Lace Partners website. I should move on 
I should move on though. So is there any other sort of bits of advice that perhaps we haven't covered that you're thinking, do you know what? HR professionals, if you're listening into this, go do this. When, when we're talking about that building of communities, building of your uh, your employer brand, oh, sorry, not your employer, your personal brand, anything like that. I think the personal brand piece, one of the things that I would say is try and like I said, try not personal brand, a bit like employer value proposition. You know, you want to show the best side of you, obviously. You know, I, I kind of, you know, I always think of it a bit like having the, I always say with a employer value proposition or a brand, you kind of want to show your best photo in the best light, but you don't want to have it so airbrushed that it doesn't match the reality when you kind of walk through the door and the experience that people have, etc. So there's got to be an element of realism to that. And I think that one of the things that I think has served me well when I'm, like, you know, I'm on Twitter and or X as it's called now or whatever, <laughs> um, LinkedIn, I just think it's important to be yourself. Like there's an element of, you know, I mean, being mindful of social media, but be yourself. And that allows us the freedom to turn up and show up as as we are and, and post on things that are of passion or interest or, or value to us and what we think might be of value to other people. So I'd say on personal brand, just it it can be hard to sometimes we kind of get a little bit tied up in ourselves that we think that we have to be in a certain way and and we might look at other people and think oh they're amazing and they've got this amazing presence but I just think be yourself and that kind of serves you fairly well and I think that in terms of the community piece I think it's really important to think about I guess the purpose so why am I there what am I getting but also what am I giving because I think that there is that element of often you know we kind of get back what we put in and and therefore I think it's really important to have a clear understanding of why we're there because time is precious as we've said earlier we don't have an inexhaustible amount of it so we need to make sure that it's serving us well and I think that that kind of helps because then it doesn't feel doesn't kind of feel like work really and you and also the the additional value that you get from it I think becomes very apparent. It's enabling you to do that self directed kind of learning on things as well isn't mm. it? like that learning isn't just take a course learn about x y and z it's actually that it's a more organic form of mm. self-improvement which i think is interesting and i think mm. i'm kind of reading i'm reading into what you're saying and it's almost like do what's right for you isn't it that's a really fundamental you know if you're somebody that really embraces it engages it absolutely loves it talking with people online etc 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 then then do it because if you enjoy doing it then you want to do more of it but if you're somebody that almost sees it as a bit of a chore then maybe you need to reevaluate what do i want from it and exactly what you just said what am i getting and what am i giving because Mm. no it's only then that you'll really see some of the benefits when I joined Twitter, for example, I kind of was, I had a particular purpose for joining Twitter. It was like to try and be as concise as possible, fewer characters as possible. And I thought that kind of discipline about brevity would really help in, in lots of the work that I do. And um, But I found like an enormous amount of learning opportunities. There's a regular um, Twitter chat called HR Hour, which I really enjoy, which is where you kind of questions are posed you answer them but you also make connections with other people they give you different insights and different views and I was kind of a bit like wow I thought I was just going to learn how to do short 
pithy kind of like written pieces on Twitter, but I've made lots of connections through that. I've I can reach out to them to ask if I've got a need for a particular piece of information. I feel like I've got a virtual community there. And there used to be another one called LD Insight as well, which similarly was a focused on learning and organizational development. And you'd be amazed, like, the, you know, people sharing insights and wisdoms, papers, books, you know, all sorts of things. And at the minute, I'm involved in a couple of others where we get together. It started off as a Twitter group and then it moved to kind of like we, we'd like to talk once every couple of months about a particular topic. And so we call it the Hangouts. So you just hang out with other people who are interested in that particular topic. And that's another source where you kind of connect with people in different locations, with maybe different types of experience. and it helps with that kind of self-directed learning piece that you were saying. A lot of the people there, they're quite experienced. Um, they've done a lot of formal learning, but this is more around kind of connecting and investigating and being curious about other topics and how other people view things. And, and again, you get some amazing people sharing all sorts of things that are of interest and might be relevant to the work that you're doing. Yeah, 100%. We are almost on the half an hour mark. That went too quickly. These always do sometimes. Some of these podcasts go so quickly and there's normally about half a dozen questions which I intended on asking but I never <laughs> actually got around to doing. But it is the format of this show. We do keep it to 30 minutes so that you can get on the treadmill and listen in if you want to. I mean, I'm not telling everybody they need to get on a treadmill and listen to us whilst you're doing that. You can do that any way you want. But we are thank you that you are joining us anyway. And thank you very much to, to you, Sharon, today. It's been really fascinating to get some of your insights on community that personal brand stuff and also how HR can be learning from other functions as well. A tiny plug that, uh, as I said, we've got our Cupor campaign. So if you're more interested in more content like that, then there's plenty of stuff that we've got going up at the time of releasing this. I suspect we'll be in the middle of the campaign. But Sharon, thank you very much for joining me. Pleasure. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. If you like the podcast, you can give us a nice review, if you like, on things like, I think Apple do five-star review stuff. So if you fancy just dropping in and giving us a five-star review, I have absolutely no problem with that. Uh, you can also uh, engage with us through all of the ways in which you get your podcasts. So uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Hopefully, if this is the first time you're here, hopefully we'll see you or hear, you'll hear from us again uh, as you tune in. Other than that, once more, thank you very much to Sharon today for her time. And I will see you next time or speak to you next time on the HR on the Offensive Podcast. Bye-bye.